Why, hello, friend, listener, person. That's all I'm going to assume. I, well, the friend might feel a bit presumptuous. The listener is a fact, at least at this point. But the person is is unassailable. You are a person, and you, person, are listening to Remote Pep Talks with your host, me. My name is Ryan Miller, and it's season three. It's season three proper, and I'm, I'm so excited to be back. It's taken uh, some time, you know, but things take time. And we grow and we change and we evolve and develop. And not only is that yet another true thing that I've said, and it's only the intro, but it's also the subject or the topic of this episode. It is artistic evolution. And if you're wondering if this episode is for you, because maybe you don't consider yourself artistic. Well, first of all, pshaw and fooey on that, because you're fucking... You're artistic. You're a creative being, and congratulations on that. That's excellent news. And secondly, this topic, even though it's about artistic evolution, is really about growth and change and that is a constant in our lives and so it is definitely relevant to all of us for this episode we are going to be at a cafe in a very spacious art gallery God, this is a cool museum. Strat, Dutch for street, and it's the Street Art Museum. And I'm thrilled to be here because I'm looking at so much graffiti and street art. Huge, huge pieces. But the one that's really caught my eye seems so out of place because it's a couple of portraits in the Dutch master's style. And I thought they were. I thought they were Rembrandts. But they're by a guy named Michel Alders, a street artist. He switched up his style from tagging and painting his name Focus to painting I mean I thought these were Rembrandts and that's not to say that I have a very discerning eye for artwork or fakes or forgeries because that is in no way the case but I thought they were I thought they were here in the museum as a way to juxtapose the greater concept of street art and everything that this museum is saying about street art and wants you to know about how it evolved and what it can say that the message is really about, you know, 
political, social, environmental messaging that can come through in street art that can inspire it. And, and I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal exhibition. And I thought these works were there to just make a statement about where art has come from and where it has arrived. But luckily, I read the didactic panel, and I saw that these works were done by a street artist who was evolving, or at least pushing his style. Or I don't actually know anything beyond that context, beyond what was written on that panel, but trying something new. And I thought, damn, that is admirable and important. That's why I'm thinking about artistic evolution, because I think there's a tendency. In fact, I know there's a tendency for us as people, or I'll just speak for myself, for me to think of myself as a certain person who is a certain way, who does certain things and does, doesn't do other things and does certain things in a certain way. And I was reminded of a piece of wisdom that I came across recently in terms of how to be better at your life. How to do more, get more, give more. And it was to keep your identity small. Keep your identity small. And what that means is that when you start defining yourself and your habits and your rituals and your professional ambitions and your the way you interact with your family and friends and all of those things is I'm the kind of guy who, who does this and doesn't do that. I dress a certain way and I talk a certain way and I don't watch those kind of movies and I eat like this and I drink like that and all those things. What you end up doing is you're, you're building yourself a, a cage, certainly a, a yard or a pen to live in that is hard for you to get outside of. But when you make your identity small and just there's one or two things that I care about here, a few unassailable truths about who I am and what I do, and everything else is open. What you end up with is so much opportunity. And that's what I loved about what Michael Alders did. He kept his identity small enough, or he was shopping for new practices to try on. I mean, again, I'm speculating. I don't know this guy. But I just love that ambition and curiosity and risk to go, yeah, I'm a street artist, but I'm, I'm going to try and paint like the Dutch masters. Because why not? Why not see wh where that path takes you? Because there is really a wisdom that we have that we need to be smart enough to listen to. I, I use this a lot in my coaching when people say, oh, I want to do this, I think, or I'm not sure... Yeah, that's not really something I do, but I'm sort of interested in this. And it's like, that's the thing you're interested in. Give it a try, at least. Lean into it. See what it offers you. It's also when, when someone, particularly in a coaching session, when someone comes to me with a dilemma, I'm going to give you a little secret. And they're like, oh, I'm really wrestling with these two options. I have this decision and a, a, a dilemma, of course, die being two and lemma being problem, I guess. A two-pronged problem. I don't know. If you're ch trying to choose between two different options, what I do is I say, take that one. Take option B. 
And the person will, will do one of two things. They will either go, great, that's what I was thinking too. Or they'll go, no, I, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, you didn't really have a dilemma, did you? In either case, because you knew what you wanted, but you didn't give yourself the, uh, the permission or the encouragement to give that a try. Related to this, I've been, I've been teaching a lot of workshops on storytelling recently. In, in different capacities for different clients. But something that I teach in storytelling is about how important the change is. The protagonist, the main character, is not the same at the end of the story as they were at the beginning. Otherwise, you don't have a story. I mean, we can talk and debate it, but basically... If in the first act you're like this, you're going to be different by the end of the third act. In your romantic comedy, if you hate that new co-worker, by the end of that romantic comedy, you're probably going to be together. Or you might not be together any longer. You might have tried to love each other or date each other or whatever, but it didn't work. And that's fine. But you will still be different. You will have changed as a result of that relationship and those choices and those things that you have done. And that's so important because, again, without that, you have no story. So I think that idea of artistic evolution that I talked about at the beginning is so important because that is how we stay open to change. And at the end of our story, and again, I'm not talking about when you die. I'm talking about, oh, I was this kind of person, I did this thing, and then I changed. I took a risk, and now I'm different as a result of what happened. This is also something in we use in improv, where when I'm coaching improv, I'm always, I'm not always, I frequently give the note to someone doing a scene. I say, you need to listen to what your partner is saying and to be changed by it. We can choose to be unchanged, and that's very uninteresting because it's not a good story. It's not a good thing to see on stage, but it's also uninteresting in your real life to just keep carrying on in that steady doing what you've always done and getting what you've always gotten. Instead, what I advise, what I encourage, what I invite for other people is to give themselves the space to try something new. It could be a street artist learning to paint in the style of the Dutch masters. It could be me. What I'm doing right now is I've been going out and experiencing new things. I went to I went to an art gallery today by myself. My wife is out of town. My children are with their Italian grandmother. And I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to take myself to this art gallery and spend a few hours here just to see just to try something new. It's far away. Uh, I'm tired, but I'm open to new experiences and to being changed by them. And I wish that for you as well. Oh. All right. Feels good to get that, that first one done you know Uh, and by first one I mean the first podcast I've done in a while the the first episode of season 
three. And what I want to say is, well, I want to thank the circumstances that led me to this, which is that my my wife, as well as I mentioned in the episode, my wife is out of town, and so her mom is in town, and she's looking after the children, and she just kind of likes to have them around and likes to have me around less. So I've done all kinds of things. I've gone to comedy shows, yoga, art galleries, movies. I went to see Barbie. That was a really good movie. Also a great example of how the main character is changed by the events of the story. But I think the this episode, in a sense, is, is quite personal in the sense that for myself I'm trying to make sure that I'm open to and leaning into opportunities for change and growth and artistic change and growth so an example of that is uh, this season I'm planning to have some guests that's not a thing I've done here on this podcast before but uh, it's time to try new things so that's what I'm doing and yes I want to thank you know it's not just thanking my wife for going away on a business trip not just to thank my mother-in-law for coming and uh, being so keen to spend so much time with my children her grandchildren but also to thank you the listener I really do appreciate you listening well, I mean I appreciate you uh, full stop you're wonderful and, and I appreciate that you take some time uh, to listen to this podcast. If you want to get in touch or you want to be a guest on the podcast, you have an idea for something you'd like to hear, get pep-talked, then send me an email, info at ryanmillar.com. What else? Oh, I want to thank, of course, Bone40, my friend Bone40, who uh, multi-talented man that he is, also is is making a... An Italian horror science fiction short film. I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm in it. It's called Volta. Oh, I hope I'm doing that right. I believe it's called Volta. And uh, keep an eye out for that. My book, The Confident Presenter, is out. People really like it. You, if you've read it, I hope you really like it and uh, have really enjoyed it. And thank you for buying it and uh, and reading it. And if you haven't read it, I invite you to give it a give it a gander, give it a try. And God, I think that's it. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this. And uh, get out there and, and uh, enjoy your day. And I hope you're already enjoying your right now.